welcome to Knights of Roleplay, an adventuring podcast. This is an actual play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Royalty free music provided by Kevin MacLeod, Plate Mail Games, and Tabletop Audio. And now, to adventure. Hello and welcome. My name is Chris Buckner. I'm the primary dungeon master for an answer roleplay and adventuring podcast. As our adventure begins, it is stardate 1102.81. The party has spent the last couple of months on the Rock of Bra working at their home, the Hammer Unicorn Forge. During that time, Strax has been researching ways to keep creatures from teleporting into the forge. Unfortunately, the cost of spellcasting services has proven to be too much of an obstacle. Strax has also been looking for information regarding fire elemental Myrmidons. He intends to make a ring of fire resistance, and the Myrmidons plate armor is a necessary component for crafting the ring. So Strax, over the last two months, you've spoken with your Artisan's Guild, a wizard, and your black market contacts regarding fire elemental Myrmidons. You have been given the location of a fiery planet located a week away from the rock, where Myrmidons are rumored to be located. Uh, at the end of the two months, you are all at the forge. It's late, just after midnight. There's a knock at the front door of the forge. What do you all do? We're closed! We haven't we been through this before? I mean, elbows, tracks. This isn't the first time so, this has happened. Who is it? <laughs> uh, um, you hear this sort of soft voice say, It's Elon. Yeah, all right. Our right. elf friend is here. All right, I go and unlock the door. <laughs> okay. Disable the words. Disable the words. <laughs> I think I'll use the key. <laughs> so she had, uh, Elon had told you that she was going to try to find out if she can get you an audience with the uh, with the elders of her people, um, and you haven't heard from her in the past two months. So. Um, so you open the door for her, and she yeah. she, she steps in. Mm-hmm. Elves, they have a timetable of their own anyway, so whatever. <laughs> so, um, okay, so you had retrieved the astrolabe artifact for her on behalf of her people. Um, you haven't seen her in two months, and she says, I apologize for the late hour. I have urgent information regarding the astrolabe. My people have been somewhat secretive, but the lack of information regarding the astrolabe has been troubling. When I tried to find information for you about the astrolabe, I was met with a great deal of resistance. When I explained your group's situation and requested an audience for you with the elders, they refused. Since then, I have done much research on my own, scouring the depths of our libraries and casting divination spells. I've discovered something, something very important. The astrolabe doesn't act as a compass to find an ordinary spelljamming vessel. It can be used to find the spelljammer itself. So everyone make history checks for me, please. Pile of spell drummer. <laughs> uh, Janie, what'd you get? Two. <laughs> and Arvine? Ten. 
and Strax. Can I use my carpenter's tools to get advantage on the check? Oh, God. You have your... your no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I got 16. Uh, 16. And Matisse. 14. 14. Okay. Um, okay. So, none of you know much more than the fact that you've sort of heard it mentioned offhandedly by um, the crew of the Stara. You didn't quite catch the contents of their conversation, but you heard them talking about uh, a ship known as, the, known as the Spelljammer. It's just called, like, the Spelljammer. <laughs> it wasn't important at the time. Yeah. yeah, but she... But it's obviously something important. So um, she says the Spelljammer legend grows with each passing year, fueled by rumor and gossip. It is said that a single creature can pilot the ship, that at the Spelljammer's heart rests a device like a crown of stars that allows the user to command the ship. It is said the ship is the plaything of an other god, a toy sent out to sow discord in the universe. Some say the Spelljammer is a task set up by the gods of good or by the gods of evil as something that may be attained at some time by their faithful. The Spelljammer has been sighted in various places in the universe throughout time, and attempts have been made to land on it. Often battles between conflicting factions over possession of the Spelljammer ensue when the ship appears in a system. Reports of the Spelljammer's destruction have surfaced several times in myth, but it has always reappeared after a time. I hate to think what would happen if the Spelljammer falls into the hands of the group that killed your captain. Being in possession of the artifact puts my people at risk. The elders of my people are too blind to acknowledge the danger. Instead, believing in our righteous authority as a supposedly advanced race. She takes off a satchel from around her neck and puts it on the floor. It falls open, revealing the astrolabe. Do with this what you will. I will have no part of it, and I won't let harm come to my people as a result of possessing it. She sort of takes a deep breath and then starts to turn um, to walk out the door, and she says, Eventually the theft of the astrolabe will be discovered, and I will fall under suspicion. I'll be leaving on a transport ship immediately. I wish you well. You can see she's getting ready to, to exit the forge. Would you like to say anything to her? John, it's holding up a finger. Pause. I'm trying getting myself into the mindset here. <laughs> John's getting into character. It sometimes takes are you, me Are a you minute. motioning to the other characters that you want to speak first? Um... Wasn't, wasn't I, think, I think John was, is telling the that DM. That was pausing. Pause, that was telling DM okay. to pause. <laughs> say, I, Arvine would say that this is a brave thing that you've done, and I don't want to speak too far out of turn, but you know, I wonder if perhaps crewing on our ship might be a solution that fits both of our needs. No, because then they would discover me and they would put your ship in danger. Mm. Having the artifact on our ship is going to put us in danger anyway. They don't know where the artifact is. They probably assume that it's with me. 
Sorry. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> My brain is not engaging. <laughs> Engage. Looks at the others. Yeah. Matisse says, um, Thank you for all that you've done. I know this has probably been hard and difficult for you to make this decision, but know that it's something that is probably the best for all players involved in this scenario. <clears throat> it's scenario. like... <laughs> <laughs> scenario. <laughs> but um, good luck to you, and, and may our paths cross again sometime in the future. And oh. good luck to all of you as well. I reach down, I pick up the satchel, I assume it yeah. has yet at this point. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, you already paid us for recovering this thing, right? So if you're giving it back to us... Uh, you can keep your money, you Strax. Did you need anything in trade? <laughs> I got a whole storeroom back here if you need something. She, she doesn't strike you as the fighting type, <laughs> as, as, as the melee type. You never know. <laughs> Um, she says that is very generous, but no thank you. Mm. Well, her loss. Janie bounds toward her and <laughs> jumps into her arms in a giant glomping hug. She awkwardly accepts the hug. <laughs> <laughs> and with her psychic ability, uh, basically whispers into her mind, mm-hmm. um, be safe. Mm-hmm. Know that you will always be welcome as a friend. Mm-hmm. And should you ever need us, we are always here for you. Okay. She psychically returns and says, Thank you. I appreciate that. And then she turns to walk out. All okay. right. Off she goes. Janie goes with her. <laughs> she's still holding on. <laughs> Dragging you behind. Like a koala. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and then a new character shows up, shows up at the door, played by Sarah. <laughs> uh, Matisse asks Strax if, if he's um, been able to do her project that she's asked for. In two months. Um, what were you looking for? The black pistol weapon. Oh, oh, the black powder pistol. The black powder pistol, right. Um, I think it was enough time. I'm pretty sure you had enough time. Yeah, I had plenty yeah. of time for that. So, yeah. yeah. Have yourself a black powder pistol. You already paid me for it, so. Thanks, <laughs> Trax. Yeah, no problem. I haven't made too many of those. Don't blow it up. Which you're taking even though it's a dex weapon because it hits pretty hard when you do hit with it, right? Yeah. Nice. Something that so. gives me a far away attack. A better range. High risk, high return. Sure, sure. <laughs> cool, cool. Okay, so I mean, the rest of the night passes, and this is anything in particular you want to do before getting either back to bed or going to bed. I don't know how lock the door. Stay up. Yeah, sure. Lock, lock the door. The door <laughs> set the wards. Yep, yep, yep. Kind of turn to the other side. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It still feels a little wrong letting her go off on her own. She'll be fine. She's probably been doing it a lot longer than you've been alive. I mean, she she seems fairly powerful and resourceful. Yeah. Relatively speaking. Elves uh, are being a very uh, proud race, and she probably wouldn't have taken us up on an offer to help her probably at all. I have met a few in my time, and they've all been pains in my ass. (laughs) Still feels wrong to me, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that's about how I feel about them, too. Pain in the ass. I feel that about the rest of you, too, but whatever. (laughs) Hi! 
Okay. The little one laying down at this point. So. I'm sorry, honey, what? The, the little one, is she laying down? Mm-hmm. Is Liliana sleeping? Okay. Yes. Timestamp. Okay. Timestamp. Okay. So the next day, the next day comes. What would you like to do? How would you like to proceed? Go to breakfast and talk this over. Um, I have the. Actually, you know what? Probably best to keep it in. Keep it in the bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's keep the astrolabe in the bag. In That's the probably the safest place for it. Thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not in the shop. Not in the shop. Huge target on whoever's in the shop. Less likely to be detected in the bag of holding. I don't think you can detect things in a bag of holding. Does anybody want to fight me for the last cookie? Because it's about to get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the astrolabe is in the, is in the bag of holding. Astrolabe's in the bag of holding. Okay. And, you, and you're, you're doing what now exactly? Let me just put that in. Uh, uh, going to breakfast uh, we can discuss, where we can discuss what our move is. You're going to the laughing beholder? Sure. We need auto walk. Well, not one of us can cook. Well, no one's really said so. I can control fire. <laughs> no, Arvine can cook. But Matisse says... Not one of us wants to eat Arvine's cooking. Oh. This is a good morning for a drink to start the day right. I'll drink to that. I wonder if we feel safe asking Luigi what he knows about a certain ship. He's got a lot of interesting history and lore. I'm sure he'd love to tell us a, a, a sto- uh, some stories about uh, about the spell jammer. I mean, it seems to be an open topic of conversation. Hey, come on over to the bar. Have some breakfast. Hey, Luigi. Morning, Luigi. Hello, hello. Hi, honey. Hey, Luigi. Yeah. Uh, quick question for you. Been hearing, uh, been hearing a lot of rumors around lately about uh, um, about the st- uh, spell jammer. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, spell jammer. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of new to this area. What's the what's the deal with it? Well, it's it's some sort of you know like like really ancient ancient and powerful ship, mm. and uh, you know it kind of like breaks the laws of physics. You know, it does things that spell jammer ships are not supposed to do because of like the size and the movement. And uh, everybody that that finds out where it is, they, they go and they try to get it, and they usually wind up like fighting and killing each other, you know. Ugh. And uh, sounds but like a good time. It's like it's like the size of a small city. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 huge, and, and it does things that that something that size should not be able to do. Moves at speeds it shouldn't be able to move at. Probably has all kinds of other weird things going on with it too. When was the last time you heard about something like that, Luigi? I I, I hear stories, you know, mm-hmm. every now and then from different people. Huh. You know. I was just curious because I'd heard about it. I'm just like, but we pilot a spell jammer. What makes this thing so special? Yeah, it's it's basically it's basically because of the size and the capabilities that it has for something that's that big. Hmm. A city-sized ship that yeah. that's very scary and spectacular at the same time. Yeah, it's supposed to be like really powerful. I mean, I don't know exactly what what else it can do, but it travels really fast for a big ship. Thanks, Luigi. Sure, sure. Take my usual. He's, he's talking at an eye stock to bring bring food over. Okay. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Liquid breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, flips the ale over to you. <laughs> Nothing like starting your morning with grains. Mm. Oh I'm, I'm kind of with the mindset that we bug out and go try to get your 
try to go get your fire elemental. <laughs> have I even talked to you guys here. about it yet? Uh, that's up to you. <laughs> have you not? Or I, I mean... <laughs> I mean, you've been doing the legwork to find the information. I mean, I don't know if you went out by yourself, or if, you, if you were with the party. Well, if I'm going out for, out for my contacts, probably would be mostly by myself. Um, so. so it's it's up to you, John. You, you you tell us whether or not you discussed it. All right, I might have mentioned it in passing just to move things along. Janie's gonna so. mingle with some people around the bar. While I'm over the mic. That we get off the rock. Like <laughs> chit chat with mm-hmm. some of the boys because some heat is likely to come onto us. So oh, you want to dodge one one shifts. heat and go to another? I, I'm of the mind that we go for the other heat, and then uh, maybe while we're traveling, assess this thing further. I mean, I'm certainly not going to object if we all want to go and look for some parts. But, you know, as good a place to be as any. A little adventure might be in order after everything we've been through so far. Yeah. Uh, you can keep your adventure. I just want the parts. <laughs> Who's to say that an adventure isn't in order? I just want to break parts. some parts. <laughs> I'd rather take the time in, in, in wild space to assess this object anyway. Mm. Traveling to and from somewhere seems like a good opportunity. Gets us away from here. I saw not any information about the uh, about, about this destination and how far away it is. A week. One week away. It's a week away. Yep. That's not too bad. We can afford that. It's been one week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a matter of provision. Yeah, all right. Well, and I guess is there for the crew? Is there any other research you want to do before we go? Well, I know what my target is. I'll probably want to researching for a couple probably. Of months. I think mm-hmm. he's probably good. Yeah, he's been gathering information for two months. Yeah. If we're going, so I'm to hoping work. that includes information on on the actual on the Myrmidons themselves, because obviously I need to be able to harvest the parts. I mean, you haven't. I mean, you know that. You basically just have to grab the, grab the armor off of the off of the. Well, it's not. It's it's an elemental, so you're, you're assuming that the plate armor will just kind of fall off. Fall off. Okay. Yeah. When it dies. All yeah. Right. When it dies. Yeah. Easy enough. Yep. All right. If we're going to a fireplace, is that where we're going? Then when we need some kind of um, something to counteract the flames. Well, that's why we're going there. He wants to build a ring of fire resistance. <laughs> <laughs> to control me. I see. To protect you, well, protect To help us. I was say, not to protect. control you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what are, what's going on? Well, all right. Well, I guess we can see if we can drum up the crew, get some provisions for a couple weeks. I'm talking to a, a really weeks. cute, mm-hmm. like, uh, bugbear in the back. Payment for the crew, payment for the crew too. Mm-hmm. However much that's going to be. <laughs> but that's your problem. It's your ship, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got the forge. <laughs> I don't want a ship. <laughs> it's technically all of your ships. Um, ship that. <laughs> totally ship it. Okay, so once Janie's done flirting with a mugbear guy, um, you want to try to gather the, the crew of the Star Runner. Uh, or at least, you know, probably, let's see, it's still early morning. Yeah, we'll spend the day gathering necessary provisions and leave in the morning. Okay. Including heading up the market. Anybody need anything at the market? I mean, usual food supplies for traveling, but otherwise, uh, do we still have healing potions? Do we want to look for any more? 
Uh, let's see. I mean, GH88 has a regular healing potion and the adrenaline shot. I adrenaline shot is good. Mm-hmm. Five shots left on it. Mm. Stop that. Oh. Andy Beyond does not like my color. I'd love to try to find another magic laser sword, but I don't think I'm going to find one within budget got, for what I have right now. Yeah, I've got two potions of healing, regular potions of healing on me. So. Okay. So that's my that's my accompaniment. Plus GH88. Plus GH88. Yeah. Yeah. And a robot dog. War. Does that uh, does GH88's healing go up at 11 level? I believe I also have two yes. healing potions. Cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're just you're gonna take what you got and go with the crew? Um yeah, I mean I guess if I poked around for a magic laser sword, do I find a vendor? Because I, I found it in the market the last time that I looked. Uh, make an investigation check. Sure. Probably not gonna find it. We'll see. <laughs> If there's Maybe one, th- if there's it. one, if there's one there, you might. You, there's a good chance you'll find Maybe it. Maybe I found it after all. Is okay, it a critical? Right. Yes, it is. Oh. Uh, oh, except wow. that my investigation's minus one, so it's a nineteen. <laughs> but that's also a critical, <laughs> isn't it? That's not pretty good. Well, for laser swords. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> so, so you find a vendor that might be able to get a hold of one. Okay. But it would probably be at half again as much cost as, as it would normally be. Okay. So that's what, like fifteen hundred? I don't remember exactly how much it costs, but um, we we can look it up later. Okay. And and the person can get it for you in like a, about a week. Okay. So I kind of say, all right. Well, hopefully we'll catch up later then. Uh, don't want to delay us departing to wait for that. So, so yeah, yeah we, you can figure out price later and whether sure, you sure. actually put the put the order in. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So basically, you're um, you're. Your point of contact with the crew is is the quartermaster Olo. He sort of handles a lot of the stuff on the ship, mm-hmm. and um, typically when you want to go somewhere, you tell him, and he gathers the crew for you. So um, the next day, all the crew was there, and you stuck up on supplies, uh, and you uh, head away from the rock with the crew of the Star Runner. Uh, the week long journey to the Fire Planet is uneventful, and the crew is a little. Subdued, as this is their first mission without Captain Braun. Uh, you do hear from many of the crew that they have never been to a fire planet, so many of them seem uh, eager to arrive at the planet. Some of them are a little bit excited about that. <laughs> and as the fire planet comes into view, it is a glowing sphere of brown and orange. Hal slowly pilots the Star Runner into the upper atmosphere, where the temperature jumps up about 10 degrees inside the ship's air envelope. By the time the Star Runner nears the surface, everyone on board, with the exception of the constructs, uh, is sweating from the heat. There are volcanoes and lava trails everywhere. Strax's various sources indicated that the most likely place to find fire elemental myrmidons would be inside a volcano. Uh, with that knowledge, Hal pilots the Star Runner to just outside, um, one, uh, outside of a volcano that has a large cave opening on one side. So, adventurers, how would you like to proceed? 
I am I'm checking to see if the personal atmospheres offer any um, protection against the environmental heat. It'll, it'll let us breathe in the volcano, but I wonder if it'll protect to some... Right, is there anything else we can do to protect ourselves? Uh, the personal atmospheres do not affect the temperature, I don't believe. I mean, it's been a while since I since I read what I made. This special magical item is commonplace in the Spacefarer's universe. It is a small square device measuring blah, blah, blah. Astroclip, blah, blah, blah. When there is no air around this item or the air quality around this item is fouled or deadly, it automatically creates an air envelope of fresh air around the wearer that lasts for 24 hours. Due to the unique protective properties in this item, the air envelope created by it does not mix with other air envelopes. This item has one use. So, yeah, it's it's still (laughs) hot. It's still hot. (laughs) Yeah, the temperature doesn't really change inside the personal atmosphere. I guess, is there anything else that we can do to protect ourselves better from the heat besides making sure we bring extra water with us for hydration? Does anyone else on the crew have ideas? They got a bunch of bottled water under under the deck there. (laughs) Totally a dad joke. Sorry, I don't have uh, my uh, ice spells anymore. (laughs) I could freeze you. I hit you with Ray of Frost a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You might take some damage. So refreshing. (laughs) (laughs) That might make the fight a little bit more difficult. I can just keep casting absorb elements over and over. So I mean, so most of the crew is out on deck because they just think this is all really cool. Like I'm looking around. (laughs) They're sweaty, but they're like, "Yeah, this is cool." From the volcano, do do we feel like where we're parked is stable? Is there anything about how how we rig the crew so that they're ready to take off in a hurry if we have to? Well, I mean, I mean, the ship doesn't uh, unless you have water to land in. Um, the ship just kind of hovers there, mm-hmm. so it's not physically bound in any way. I mean, Hal can just immediately pot the ship away if something okay. happens. Okay. Well, we're not going to know unless we go. Uh, so, Off we I guess go. we'll find ourselves a spot of land and mm-hmm. land and. Okay. I'm guessing what you're describing as a cave in the side of the volcano is kind of like a landing dock, kind of. Um, you, you can like definitely that. find places where you can yeah. where you can. Um, okay. um, if you want to just like climb down the the ladder mm-hmm. of, yeah. from from the Star Runner, that's fine. Yeah, like, okay. we'd, be, we'd be like on a wedge that then goes into the cave. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's what my imagination will see. <laughs> imagination. <laughs> okay. So you travel for about ten minutes into a series of natural caves and passages, oftentimes walking near lava flows, uh, but you can you know avoid them. So. Um, after after about ten minutes of walking, you know the the heat and the somewhat confined space starts to uh, become a little bit difficult to move through. Uh, so I would like everybody to please make Constitution saving throws for me. Oh boy! Remember, we get a buff with Matisse. Yes, you do get a buff with Matisse. If we're Matisse. that close to her, uh, I will assume that you are all that close. The buff is how much? Uh, it is plus two to saves. Plus two to saves. Or of protection, or protection, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. 
it's it's a really awesome feature. And what kind of save was it? Constitution. Constitution. Okay. All right, Janie, what'd you get? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Eighteen. Eighteen. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. And seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. So uh, you all managed to kind of fight off the feeling of exhaustion that's sort of trying to come over you. I just fluff up my fur a little bit mm-hmm. to let some air through. Splash a little <laughs> bit of the water rash. Do the chicken people. thing. Yep. Get that evaporative <laughs> cooling effect. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hold out your wings. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so um, you kind of hold off the, the effects of the heat on you right now. And you continue moving on. And uh, you enter into a large 60 foot across natural chamber. Um, and as you do, a fiery portal opens up 30 feet away from you. From the portal steps a large humanoid creature with magma red skin. It is wearing a fine silk caftan and is adorned with brass and gold torques, chains, and rings, all glittering with jewels. It sees you, and a smile appears on its face. It says, Ah, how convenient. I have come to this plane to find slaves from my fortress, and I immediately find your group. Seems you were in the right place at the right time. You're not a Myrmidon. Sorry. No, (laughs) I am not. But please, step through the portal. I promise not to harm you. Well, not yet anyway. (laughs) This creature is telling you to go through the portal under... Uh, some sort of a threat. A <laughs> cannibal person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll initiative. Oh, <laughs> Janie starts oh, us off with a blast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no negotiations. Just let's just do it. <laughs> Janie is too hot for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Oh, I wanted to have a little fun with it, Jen. In here. But, oh well. <laughs> so Jamie just explodes. <laughs> Jamie doesn't have any clothes to take off. Sorry. <laughs> That's why I was going with the just explode versus mm-hmm. well, taking I mean, off the clothes. Well, she is a fire yeah. sorceress. Yeah. <laughs> like for some reason, people with fire powers, their clothes just don't really burn off. No. no. Kind of just stay or hang around. I got a counter offer. How about you get me some pretty cool uh, spell components and some maybe some Myrmidon armor? I'm looking for that, and we'll let you live. Uh, you can say that on your turn when it gets to your turn. Okay. <laughs> uh, initiative, Janie. Twelve. Twelve. Arvin. Uh, Ten. Ten. That's low for Arvin. Yeah, it is. Extract and construct. Five. Eleven. <laughs> oh. Eleven. Ten, eleven, twelve. All right. <laughs> Matisse. Fourteen. Fourteen. Ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen. What is it? Jin got thirteen, right? Uh, I have actually rolled it. Uh, here we go. I'm assuming it's a Jin. It just sounds like one. Don't assume. It is an a freaky. A freaky. It's a freaky. Ah, oh. it's a freaky. Kind of I gotta stop using this die. The, the 11, almost all the paint has gone off the 11. 11? Right up to 11. Oh. At least then you know which one it is. What's your modifier, Jamie, your dexterity modifier? Uh, my dex modifier 
Actually, start. Let me do the save for the. For what the, is it? Was it whole person or charm person? Set the boy. Uh, whole person. Whole person. Which is a wisdom saving throw. Oh, it, it, it might not be the best for this guy, but it's the best. Which I thing I just pull out of my pocket. Flex of reaction. It's, really <laughs> it's a good one. Hold it, buddy. <laughs> no means no. <laughs> no means no. Creature got a 23. Okay. Okay. So our initiative is Matisse, Janie, Afriti, Strax, and Arden. So I'm put that on the initiative board. Matisse up at the top. Now we can do a good fashioned way if we need to shoot it. Janie. Strax, Arvine, initiative board is set up. So now I gotta put out the map, which I'm using the Loki battle mats. They don't sponsor us, but they're awesome. There's a Loki battle map variant? Oh. I appreciate your nerdy reference to the Loki series, John. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's in here somewhere. I know it's in here somewhere. Somewhere. You have to fire that battle map. That was a terrible joke. get it, it was so bad. <laughs> 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 jokes. It's like bad jokes on the worst. Any chance you can move that little torgy bear and move your um, phone? Yep. We need a place for the fight, Greg. Stop hogging the table. John, would you mind uh, putting you guys out? Just just like somewhere in the middle, maybe a little bit closer to where you are. Um, do is the uh, lava or anything actual? That 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 is just glowing underneath the surface. So those things actually don't count as anything. It's just ambience. Okay. So open field. Got it. Yes, open field. Yep. For the listeners, I'm using uh, the Loki Giant Book of Battle Maps, uh, Volume 2, and I'm on page uh, 49, which is one of the lava ones, or volcano ones, I should say. Any objection to the placement? Okay. No. Well, you didn't I'm going to ask Sarah, our photographer, to take a couple of pictures as we go. No. Oh, that's that, that, her that, that, angel. That's, that's her angel phone. And top of the round, we will start with uh, Matisse, our diva paladin. Okay. Uh, so, 
Laser sword will work. Wait, let's see. What else can I do? You can surrender. No. <laughs> no. no. I'm sure Mr. Nefertiti would like that. Nefertiti! <laughs> Nefertiti. <laughs> It'll be a little easier once people are in melee. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Matisse is thinking about what she's going to do. Can I do this spell? Nope, you can't do that spell. Anything but that spell. Okay, so is punk? Um, all right, so I'm going to cast and see if this works. Spirit Shroud. Okay. What does that do? Um, it's a bonus action. Okay. And it says you call forth spirits of the dead which fit around you for the spell's duration. The spirits are intangible and invulnerable. Until the spell ends, you attack... Any attack you make deals 1d8 extra damage when you hit a creature within 10 feet of you. This damage is radiant, necrotic, or cold. Your choice when you cast this spell. Any creatures that takes this damage can't regain hit points until the start of your next turn. In addition, any creature of your choice that you can see that starts its turn within 10 feet of you has its speed reduced by 10 until the start of your next turn. Okay. So which, uh, which type of damage are you choosing? I'm going to choose cold. <laughs> Seems appropriate. Yes. Probably a wise choice. So yes. that, that was a bonus action. Yes. Um, so you're going to try to move up there to where the creature is? Yes. Okay. You can go ahead and move yourself. You're up in the front there. Okay. So... What's your speed? Uh, 30. Okay. So you can get there with 30, but you just went 40. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. So, 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 go back to it. Yeah, you were there, right? Starting here, so go. So 5, 5 10, 10, 15, 20, 15, 25, 30. Oh. For some reason, you went a really, really roundabout way, <laughs> and you weren't going to make it. I'm like, Greg, <laughs> you're doing the worst possible thing you could. <laughs> okay, so you do have enough move to get up there. And you're going to swing with the laser sword? Yes. Laser it up. Ooh, whoops. Matisse fights with laser sword and shield. Okay. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, good damage roll. Uh, all right. So that is going to be... Uh, 16 to hit. Uh, it's a 14 on the die, Greg. I don't think your attack bonus is plus 2. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> 24 to hit. Yeah, that's there you go. <laughs> that definitely hits. It is Friday, and it's been very early. Greg has 6 a.m. days. <laughs> uh, yes, and the damage is? Uh, it is going to be... Uh, I get to roll an extra D8. An extra D8, which will be cold damage. So it's going to be... So 8 plus your modifier. 13. Okay, 13. Uh, red Force, word. yep. And three cold. Okay. So let me 
check and see here. Okay. So you hit it with the laser sword, and there's this uh, blast of cold energy as you hit it, and sort of like in the spot where you where you hit the Afridi with the laser sword, um, there's like this cold area for a minute, and then the cold very quickly dissipates away. Um, but it does definitely take the damage. So it was 16. Okay. Uh, do you have a second attack? Uh, pretty sure you have another attack, right? Yes. Okay. So that is going to be 14 to hit. That misses. Okay. It uh, it's it all out of its body, sort of turns into this in this fire, and it kind of swishes out of the way. And you you were going for its leg, but it turned into the fiery mist, and you kind of went right through it. So it is sort of flying there with this lower half of its body, sort of made of fire. And that is Matisse, Diva Paladin. So then we're going on to Janie, our Clashdar Sorceress. Boy. Sorry, before we continue, what, what happened when you hit it with the laser sword? Uh, it took damage. It did take damage. Yeah, I was using a lot of description just for flavor. Okay. But I it, it, to make sure there was nothing it, mechanically. Nope. It's it's not, there's nothing it's mechanically cool going on. It does cold damage in addition as a spell. Yeah, used to spell. Uh, oh. He did extra cold damage child. to it. Nice. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Check your text screen. Oh, secret text going on. Uh-oh. I love those under the table dealings. <laughs> Photographers photographing. What's going on with Janie the Clash Star Sorceress? <laughs> is that your, your top secret package there that came in the mail? That is a top secret package. <laughs> top secret package we don't that came know in the mail. about your package. No? <laughs> That's top secret. I don't want to know. It's a red fiery demon. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in a manner of speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Janie, Clash Dora Sorceress. That thought. <laughs> it, it is a pretty cool mini. Guessing that fire damage is probably not going to do me much. Fireball! Fireball! <laughs> you, just need to, you just need to do more fire damage. That's I was all. like, this is going to be interesting for Janie. Yes, I can. Um, I that. have force damage, though. Magic missile! You do. <laughs> Skeleton key to all kinds of damage. <laughs> Almost any kind of damage resistance. Oh, let's go level Find three. Out damage. So this is magic missile? Uh, yeah, let's go level three magic missile. Okay. Sorry, I'm hoping I'm actually talking into the mic. Which is five darts. One day I'm actually going to remember how many darts every level is. <laughs> okay. Two... Magic missiles come flying out. 14 plus 5 is 19. 19 force damage. damage, please. That looks like you wild searched. I wild searched. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good start. Where's my D100? I don't know. Did you check your butt? Is it in your butt? Beat me to saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so the magic missiles hit the Afridi, and then I thought I saw it. Burst of energy table. comes I, off of Janie. I know I took it out of the back. Good job. <laughs> well, <there it> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Crisis averted. 
Oh boy. Or, or is it? Round and round. The, the thunk of the D100. 12. 12. Oh, 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 Jandy's going to be a fire midget. Seven? I shrink seven inches. Oh. <laughs> All right. Now Burst of energy, and then Jandy shrinks a little. <laughs> you're like, wait, did she just... Did, did, did she, she just deflate? she get shorter? I thought you were taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, do you want to move or any bonus action shenanigans there, Jandy? Uh, no, I think I'm going to stick right where I okay. am. Okay. So moving on to the Ifriti... Are there actually hazards on the ground there, Chris, or is it just no, for No, no, th- those are just for, for um, ambience, for flavor. Okay, I just want yeah. to check. Okay. Ambiance. So it's the Afridi's turn. Oh, boy. Uh, let's see here. It can cast in large and reduce. I can train, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll prove it. Shoddy. Oh, you can cast tongues. There, 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 there's a joke there. Oh, uh, I know exactly Whoa. what that joke is. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's it's gonna cast this one. Oh man, I'm gonna need my player's handbook for this because I don't have any need to be on my phone. Oh please, does somebody have a PH with them right now? Oh, yeah. uh, uh, player's handbook. Oh, I do. Sarah, bitch, do it, John. Uh. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> underneath the monster manual. <laughs> That darn monster manual. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, no phone stop. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Oh, it's her party. Okay, let's see. Conjure Elemental. Call forth Elemental Servant. Choose an area. Oh, sorry. Choose. Oh, hey. Air, earth, fire, or water. <laughs> An elemental appears there. I wonder what it's going to want to kind of summon. Okay. Okay, so it summons a fire elemental. Can I make an arcana check to, uh, arcana check? Uh, to understand the ins and outs of what he just cast. Sure. Mm-hmm. 19. Is that enough for me to read up on the spell? Um, yes. Okay. Yes, that's fine. That's interesting. My DD Beyond just said that you did something with these. I didn't know that it networked among the party at this point. That's, That's cool. cool. All right. Like I I'm accidentally hit the thing and it rolled a dice. Oh. It rolled damage. Me tell. Which is cool. If I remember something about that spell. So fire elemental appears there. Oh, did well, it start we its do have members of the party with counterspells. It did, so its speed is reduced by 10? Yes. Uh, okay. Actually, that is a good, question, good point. Matisse, do you have counterspell? I do. So he's conjuring an elemental thing. It's probably a good idea if he doesn't. Did he cast a spell? 
He did. He, did. he cast Conjure Elemental. But I can't. It's not my turn. It's a reaction. It's a reaction. You can do it. You can oh, spend okay. your reaction yeah. to just do it. Oh, okay. Counterspell. Okay, we both do then. I mean, her her spell save is probably higher. Oh, you know what? Mine is. Um, Dispel magic? Yeah, mine's yeah. different. You don't have counterspell. I thought you were both. Um, okay. If you have counterspell, Janie, you can you can try to counterspell this. No, I don't. Okay. I don't have it. How do you? I think I specifically took dispel so, magic. So you, you just cast it, and then depending on the level of the spell yeah. that that the Freedy is casting, you may have to make a, a, a check. Okay. Uh, it, it should tell you there in the description. Uh, so you attempt to interrupt the creature in progress of the spell. It's not my turn, so I... Casting a spell of third level or lower, spell fails. You can also cast yes. it from higher level. Okay, so I'll check the spell and see if it's third level or lower. At higher levels, when you cast Chris. a spell using a spell slot of fourth level or higher, the interrupted spell has no effect if its level is less than or equal to the level of the spell slot you use. So I'm going to cast a counter spell at fifth level. At fifth level. Okay. Yeah. In which case, you see the elemental begin to appear near the party, and then your magic. Oh, is this a bad thing? Okay. Your magic lashes out and disrupts the fire elemental, and it doesn't completely form. So your counter spell uh, hey, is effective. I'm glad I all of a sudden decided to pay attention. <laughs> I'm like, wait, is he casting a spell? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good. That's a good I guess. I have something for that. Plus one, guess, that, was a fifth, that, one, that was a fifth level spell. Can you grab me the money? <laughs> this is why Kate <laughs> <laughs> ask questions. <laughs> she is the party. Pay Wait, attention to the stuffs. Pay attention to the stuffs person for the party. Yeah, every every now and then, Kate's mothering does actually come in handy. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. We're not, we're, not used to, we're, not, we're not used to fighting spellcasters, so it's not it's something true. we think of. This is very true, actually. Okay, so that was its action. Uh, I don't think it has anything else weird it can do. Uh, nope. I all of a sudden was so, like, wait, do I not want it to not cast the fire elemental? Like, is that what we're trying to get? Now we're done. Thank you. We're looking for a very So, Strax, Hobgoblin, <laughs> Artificer, and Constructs. Should they do more, but what? <laughs> okay, so Strax, Hobgoblin, Artificer, and oh, Constructs. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I didn't mention that my medication gives me goo brain. <laughs> <laughs> I like that goo brain. <laughs> we have parent brains. We, we, we have parent brain. <laughs> so hard to so, think. At this point, I will say, how about I give you a better offer? You get... <clears throat> Give us all that jewelry you're wearing and a um, some Myrmidon armor because I need that, and we won't and we won't kick your ash. <laughs> <laughs> this is like I kill your character. <laughs> I can't even hate on that. Ash. I can't. That, well that was, done, sir. Well done. That was ra- that was rather amusing. <laughs> um, but he says. Oh, darling, I don't think so. Oh, he's so he's darling. So darling. Yeah. Oh. I mean, All right, sweetie. Strax has had something here on him in like his whole life. <laughs> hey, y'all. Other than that, 
Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm ready for prior time, what I just said. <laughs> I already made a, a note. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, well done. One brand, one branding smite, and I press the little button on the side of my branding smite, and uh, press the button on the side of your what? On, on the side of my crossbow. Hand crossbow. <laughs> and crossbow, John. America and crossbow. See his hand movements. <laughs> He's cranking some kind it of. It is somewhat device. confusing. It is. <laughs> is this one confusing? <laughs> no. Wow. All right. This so. is the first time John has given me the finger. Very profanity from John. AC 17. 17 does hit. Okay, for uh, 12 piercing plus. What was it? 2d6? I think it was another 2d6 radiant. That's another 5 radiant. 5 radiant. I'm sorry, well, how much is the total? Um, I missed the before the radiant part. <laughs> so it was 12 plus 5, so 17. 17. Got it. Uh, that was. Okay, it takes a magical bolt. Okay, and second shot is just normal. AC bleh. AC bleh. It's 14. 14. Goes right through the place where its legs were, which is now uh, some fiery fire. Fiery fire. <laughs> um, I can't command him to dash, unfortunately. Okay. Oh, I'm so dumb. There's other things I should have done, but that's okay. <laughs> Play your monsters right, Chris. Now there's ogres. <laughs> Just have him move. That's okay. I usually benefit you guys when I screw up with the monster, so. <laughs> that is a cool menu. I think it's from Rage of Demons, I think. I'm going to myself over here. Rage! From WizKids, who don't sponsor us, but they could. Spread out the party. Very <laughs> right. uh, You all, all set, Strax? Uh, yep, that's my moves. Okay, Arvine, SMR fighter. All right, so She's uh, got some roginess. She's gonna rogue action dash. Rogi must rogi rogue rogue. Right. I love to give herself a bit of touch. But Kate's giving herself advantage. Never. That gives me advantage man. too. Tactics. Alright. Uh, so she can swing with a laser sword. Swing. Shring, shring. Is gonna hit for AC twenty-one. AC twenty-one does hit. This is okay. also a laser sword attack. Yes, it is. Uh, so that is minimum damage. Screw you, dice. Uh, but still, it's gonna be. Let's see here. Uh, seven magical force damage. Seven. <laughs> and then two, four, five. Six, seven, two, seven, two, seven, 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 seven. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so 
then we will do another swing, extra attack. Uh, should get a hit for AC 20. That will hit. All right, so the sneak attack damage added to that one. That's going to be five, so that'll be 11. 11. Magical force damage. Turn it up to 11. Right up to 11. Um, and I think that will be her turn. I mean, she could go okay. one. Am I still within 10 feet of Matisse right now? Or am I, I'm no, you're 15 feet away from okay. Matisse. Uh, walk me around once we're Just so I get back. No. This right here, so I'm within 10 feet of her. Okay. Yeah. For now. You can move back in, into flanking on your turn, but for the sake of saves and stuff, it's good for me to be within 10 feet of you right now. So you're just going to be like dancing around and... Yeah. <laughs> Flanking dance. Also, one, two, three, and. <laughs> three, two, one. Right, so, back up to the top of the round, we're at Matisse, Diva, Paladin. Round two. Uh, but, Matisse, if you're going to do something, then oh. you staying right there is potentially okay. wise. Whatever it is that Kate texted you about. <laughs> I can't see my face. That's a good thing, Greg. Hey-oh! Oh, oh ooh. What a goober. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not funny. Greg is a handsome man. I'm just giving him a hard time. Okay. okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's only because Chris is jealous. You know what? As a it's pers- true. As a personal victim of internet attack this week. Really? Yes. People are tool bags. People are tool bags. Give, me the, give me their names. not hate. John L. <laughs> Go out in the gym. We'll go over there. <laughs> All right. So, so I'm, I'm going to try and see if I can use my channel divinity okay. to turn the faithless. Okay. And as an action, that allows me to present my holy symbol and each fey or fiend within 30 feet that I can hear that can hear must make a wisdom saving throw. And then on that, um, if they fail... They get uh, a turn for one minute, and or until it takes damage. Okay, so you call upon the um, the divine power of uh, Mayhem, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, this hasn't come up in a while, so you call on the divine power of Mayhem, and uh, there's this flash of energy, and the creature says, "I don't think so, darling." <laughs> Could have been not not a fiend. That would be the. Yeah, you kind of got that impression from <laughs> from the failure of, of that of that. Yeah. All right, so that that's, is that is that an action? That is. It'll tell you in the description. Yes, it, so it, was, it was worth trying. So unless you want to use your fizzy point to hit him once, then okay. Well, it's worth it. It's you can still it. smite, especially if you're critical. Now you're you you action point it up and, and take a single attack. Yes. You, are you gonna okay. walk yourself around there? Yeah, do the dance. Yeah. Action point. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> So, and I still have that. Janie, you're on deck. Okay, sorry. No, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm trying to get in the habit of that. Not that you guys can't see the initiative board, but I'm just trying to get into the habit of it. Oh, uh, this one is, but that one. All right, so it's going to be. Still tapped. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's see, so it's plus eight, 23 to hit. 23 does hit, yeah. And nice. four. 
So 10 uh, regular damage. 10 force, yep. And then four cold. Okay. Okay, so again, when the laser sword hits, you see that blast of cold on the Afridi, and then it kind of uh, dissipates. What's the spell looking like? It's, um... Is that your turn, Greg? Yes. Uh, Matisse, okay. Uh, Janie, Clashdar Sorceress, you are up. I could do... Spirit Shroud. ...for necrotic damage. Cold was a good guess, though, as far as something he might be vulnerable to, that that or Radiant would be your two best. Is that a concentration up to one minute spell? Okay. Nice. Janie's measuring. (laughs) (laughs) Measuring distances. Measuring boom-booms. <laughs> Measure boom-booms! Except not fire boom-booms, because we think that might work well. <laughs> He's so on fire. He's so on fire. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Going boom-boom-boom-boom. He's boom-boom-boom-boom. Magic missile. <laughs> hey, there's yes. nothing wrong Magic with missile. consistent damage. Let's go level four this time. Ooh, level four. I'm attacking the darkness. I'm attacking the darkness in your soul. Solid. <laughs> it's a six dice, right? Six. Six darts. Six one starts. Did one just fall out of my... No. <laughs> that one just slipped out of my hand. Here's your easy formula. For the number of dice, two plus the level you're casting it. Screw you, John. <laughs> one, four, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Plus... Six. Six. I think you can do that one. Twenty-four damage. 24 damage. Gotcha. No, no wild search this time. It's an 11. <laughs> okay, it gets hit with all the hits with all the missiles, and no wild surge. And then we are. Is that your turn, Janie? No, uh, that is my turn. Okay. So we are on to the Afriti. Uh. That last uh, barrage of magic missiles did bloody the Afridi. Yay! Yay! Bloody, 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 blue. And it says, well, this won't do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, turns invisible. Oh, jeez. Not a bad one to counter either, but that resources. <laughs> Counterspell. <laughs> What's up to you? Assuming that's a spell. Assuming it's a spell. You. I don't know if I want to waste another fifth level counter spell. <laughs> Go forth, third. Well, greater invisibility comes in, in fourth level. But invisibility is like second level or higher. So why don't I try third level counter spell? Cast third level counter spell. Third level counter spell, okay. Um, so it, it 
the creature starts to fade away and you lash out with your energy and then it doesn't quite get there and then sort of goes back to looking normal. So, so you, 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 you do Kyra spell at the end of the book. We're just shutting this guy down. As Metallica would say, <laughs> Jamie is our hero of the day. So it says, well, you're going to be a problem. <laughs> uh, it it flies straight up, so the two you get um, opportunity attacks. Sure. And you didn't move back, so you're both yeah, flanking. Uh, oh, that's nine. That's Better. Uh, for AC 26. That hits. So let's see, plus eight, 16. Miss. Ugh. So AC 26 for nine, nine magical eight? force damage. Yes. Nine. Okay. Oh, oh 17. Wait. Sorry. Does AC 17 hit? Yes, it does. Okay. okay. So Greg also hit you. Okay, how much damage, Greg? Uh, so nine plus two. 11, okay. Mm. For helping me to math properly. Yeah. <laughs> and you could, you can always smite on the non-criticals, but I know your spell slots are limited, so it's always a big. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't use all my resources. You know, yeah, just like poking I feel things like the later. Fight might be a bigger fight, but we'll see. This dude seems problematic. Mm. Darling. <laughs> Darling. Okay, so let's see. Oh. Does it slow him more on my turns? So, um, the creature moved up 20 feet, Greg, because it had minus. Oh, actually, wait, once it's. Let's fly is 40, so it's actually 30 feet up. Thirty feet up? It flies 40. Okay. It moves up 30 feet. Okay. Because Greg's uh, spell st- takes 10 off its movement. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's important actually. And it's actually going to fly. Okay, so then we're on to Strax, upcoming artificer oh. and constructs. Came up with me. That might trigger some RV. Things aren't going well for you. Give me another chance. Sorry, no. <laughs> All right, your funeral. I reach out and I touch a gurg. Touch Matisse. Touch Matisse. You can fly now. Ooh, Peter Panning. <laughs> you can fly, you can fly. <laughs> That's exciting. Oh, That's fine. You, you now have a fly speed of 60 feet. That's, uh, that's delicious. That's, that's pretty great. <laughs> okay. Um, Thank you, Strax. That's your action. Oh, I have bonus actions now. 
Um, you do have bonus actions. If you have anything, you can use them for. You should fly up there and just. Uh... <laughs> well, they the, kind of out of range for Mr. Bitey. Uh, We're just going to develop the sign language. You know? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, John? I actually don't think I have a use for my John bonus action, so picture, by the way. okay, I'll just have yeah, move a little closer. You get out of Cornwall. <laughs> out of corn range. Good call. Good call. And yeah, that will do. Mm-hmm. On to Arvine, SMR Are you fighter. Oh, uh, no, not you. Oh, him. Mm. <laughs> So, let's see here. She is going to say two can play that game and bamf out of her wings. Blow it up. Yeah. Okay. Feels like overkill, but whatever. Uh, hey, not being able to hit him is underkill, so. Right. <laughs> The fight is moving into the air. Right. For for like so, half the half the group. Dipping <laughs> out the wings is an action. She's gonna action surge. Let's see. Check it off. Alright, so action surge, she's gonna fly up there, 30 feet up into the air right next to him. Okay. Get in his. <gasps> Did you break her? She's been disarmed. Dude, I'm no, sorry. Oh no! John broke the arm off. I just, I've disarmed you for your, your one form. <laughs> not the, not the arm that was holding a weapon though. I had the knife. I'm sorry. Okay. I barely touched it. I swear, I barely touched it. John Smash. <laughs> oh, I'm so ashamed. Now, now you're breaking my stuff, John. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so, all right. So she is going to lay into him with laser swords. Uh, laser swords. She hasn't used her bonus action this turn, so she's going to get the offhand attack too, which is nice. Let's see here. What do you want to use? That one. Sure. Maybe you can play. And it's not with advantage. Unless I wanted to give myself advantage. Let's see what happens. Alright, AC 27. That hits. Uh, AC 27 for. That still hits. What about AC 27? Still hits. Mm. For, uh, let's see, 13. 13? Okay. Magic 1 force damage. And then extra attack. AC 13 probably won't do it. Miss. Okay. So. Dodges out of the way. Wow. And another miss. Uh, Goes right through its uh, fire underneath it that it's using to fly with. Oh, jeez. Let's see here. Do you have your point? I do. Question is, do I want to kill it now? Probably worth it. It might be planning to do something nasty. <laughs> Not this turn. Oh, this, is, this is not the Ungabunga track, right? <laughs> this is a great track, though. 
Okay, so reaction point. She's gonna do one more. After hearing you guys listen to this track and go, whenever that part came up, they started using it on Critical Role, and Critical Role started doing the same thing. (laughs) AC 14. Should have used the thing that gave me advantage. Uh, One hit, but then, vroom, 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 three misses. You know, Kate, you're allowed to miss every now and then. That's true. Oh, you mean when you went. (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay, so then we are back up to the top of the round. Matisse, Diva, Paladin. Buddy Matisse with her 60-foot flying speed. How do I get over there? You, you just, just fly around. Fly. You just fly around behind there. You just fly up and do it. <laughs> yeah. 60 do feet. It. 60 do feet it. flying, you own this battlefield. All right. Own it. No. Stop with your stupid pictures. Okay. <laughs> so. I'm going to smack you. <laughs> Ooh, that's good there. Um, that's good there, yeah. That's good there, yeah. That's good there, yeah. 24 to hit. 24 definitely hits. And that is going to be for 10 plus 2. 12, got it. That's attack number 1. Attack number 1, yep. Attack number 2. <laughs> That is going to be for 20 to hit. 20 hits. And that's going to be for 9 plus 2. 11. Okay. Uh, Arvine missed a lot, but then you went right up and flanked, and bam, bam. Two laser sword strikes. Uh, were you doing um, the cold? The cold was in there? Yeah. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Just checking. All right, and then we're on to Janie, our Kalashdara Sorceress. I have a question. I have an answer. If a spell says that you touch a willing creature, can you touch yourself? Yes. <laughs> when I think about you, I touch myself. I touch myself. I honestly do. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to stand there and touch myself. <clears throat> Touch me in the morning. <laughs> With Light. a fifth level dragon's breath. Okay. With cold damage. I was assuming you wouldn't choose fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gives me the... <clears throat> I can provide one of the following. Acid, cold, fire, lightning, or poison. Now, is that a cone? It's a 15 foot cone. Oh, he's thirty feet up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they're they're also within fifteen feet of it. That's true. Mm, on second thought. Uh, rewind. I'm gonna untouch myself. <laughs> <laughs> rewind. Because I'm not thinking about you. <laughs> and I'm gonna use my fifth level magic missile. <laughs> Back to the good old tried and true magic missile. And fifth level is gonna be seven. 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 Okay, seven. Seven, seven. magic missiles. Ping, 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 ping. <laughs> I played a, ge- a game once with a paladin that every time they used laying on hands of themselves, they Michael Jackson. <laughs> 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 okay. 
Okay, three, six, ten, fourteen, sixteen, and twenty plus seven is twenty-seven force damage. Wow, twenty-seven. And a wild surge. <laughs> 100. Oh, no. That's, that's the roll again one, isn't it? I don't know. No, I've never gotten 100. That's cool. What are the chances? One in 100. Critical wild. You regained <laughs> all expended sorcery points. points. No, I haven't used any, though. Oh. <laughs> no. No. But good to know. 100. <laughs> yeah, just use up all your sorcery points and then roll 100. Roll 100. And then you're good. Because, you know, that's not a one in a hundred shot. <laughs> so is that your, your cool, fun turn? That's my cool, fun turn. Okay. <laughs> Woo! It's got to be, like, almost dead at this point. Reconsidering his options. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Is the Afridi's turn? Oh, uh, let's see. Chris, I derped on one thing because I had my wings out. There was extra damage on one of my attacks. I think it. Just get it next round. Yeah, sure. It's, it's on you for forgetting some. Sure, sure. Now there's ogres. <laughs> uh, okay. So it's going to cast a spell. It says, well, this is turning out not to be the best day. Yes. And then uh, cast a spell. Are you trying to counter spell? Yeah. <laughs> what level? Um, Notice I'm not saying what the spell is. <laughs> <laughs> there is actually a mechanic for that, which we'll talk about later, which we'll use in the next campaign, but for right now. Yeah, I think I know what it is, but you're running it, so. Oh. I'll go level four this time. Level four. Okay. So this uh, fiery portal begins to appear um, around and behind uh, the Afridi and you try to grab a hold of it with your magic and it doesn't quite take purchase. And the creature says, so long, darlings, and backs up into the portal and disappears. Oh, uh, man. It was seventh level. Okay. I think technically there, there's a save for that. Yeah. Unless you just want to call it. I, mean, I don't know. Is, yeah. it, do you... It, if it's fourth level or higher, make an ability check using oh. your spellcasting ability. Okay, so you get to make if an ability check. equals ten plus the spell's level. Okay. On a success, the creature's spell fails. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have to make a, a DC seventeen. So you so you roll and add your intelligence or no your charisma. That's your spellcaster, yep. right? Yes, for sorcerer's charisma. Yeah. So add your add your charisma bonus to whatever you roll. Okay. You gotta get a seventeen. Okay. Oh. Bending luck! Oh. Bending oh. luck! <laughs> Three! Nice! That's an 18! That's an 18! 18. 18. Ah. 
Yeah. We're keeping him. <laughs> he says, oh, really? <laughs> okay, so the spell fails. Uh, kind of spell sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> when you're trying to when you try to have a really cool big bad person and somebody keeps counterspelling your things. I wouldn't know what that feels like. Does at Sean know all. what that feels like? <laughs> did, you, did you counterspell the everything? The Strathclyde? The, no, the um, the oh, uh, whatever the, the the little stupid little gnome guy I had you fighting. Oh, stupid little gnome guy! At, at the end, fighting. at the end of our campaign. Oh, um, Astus. Yeah. Astus, Astus. Yes. Yeah. When he turned out to be the bad, bad yeah. dude. Oh, I was using counter spells on him. Everything. <laughs> Repeat. Repeat. Repeat, repeat. 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 the shorty, a.k.a. Yep. Austin. Yep. Yes. <laughs> it's Pete and repeat. Yeah. Well, th- this this creature should have counterspell also. <laughs> I counter your spell. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it, 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 uh, so we're on to uh, Strax. It's your turn. Strax. Strax. <laughs> I'm going to Artificer. Finish him. Strax. Okay. Well, I'm just going to... Just in case. And pew pew! Fire missile number one. 23 for 8. 23 for 8. Okay. Yeah. So, so your magical um, hand crossbow bolt um, flies into the chest of the Afridi and it uh, uh, disperses in a, in a puff of fire. And a puff of fire and smoke. Right. I you're warned welcome. you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Captain you were, here for you. Yeah. <laughs> Danny he was definitely a big fight. My brother needed a kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> this was such a bad day. <laughs> Dissipates away. <laughs> now I get your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. Loot the corpse. Loot the corpse. Loot it. <laughs> so let's see. Elemental demise. If the Afridi dies, its body disintegrates in a flash of fire and a puff of smoke, leaving behind only equipment the Afridi was wearing or carrying. Which was nothing apparently. Oh, you said he was bejeweled. You said he was bejeweled. Alright, they're dazzled. Bejangled. Be <laughs> I'll do, I'll do, some, I'll do some, some random gem treasure here. Okay. Something that we can pay the crew with. <laughs> but I like shiny you can keep a shiny <laughs> oh, I rolled really high. Nice. So there, there are a thousand gold pieces worth of gems. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Shiny things. All right, well. It's like rings and necklaces and uh, like an earring and... You know. We come back out of the caves, Janie's like dripping in, in <laughs> Which is so strange. We should start a ship fun. Strax, where's the stuff that we need to get for your spell? Uh, well, apparently he didn't have it, so I guess we're just going to have to keep looking. I feel like we should take a quick rest before we move on. But it's hot. Yeah. Short rests don't do me any good, and I don't think anybody got hit. That's true. I mean... Yeah, I'd recover my action surge. I won't recover any spell slots. So, at the conclusion of the battle, I need everyone to make constitution saving throws. The heat is still very, very difficult to deal with, and you've just been uh, exerting yourself during a battle. Close enough to Matisse to get the benefit of that? Uh, Yes. 
I'm not, I'm not going to split hairs on that. You guys get the bonus. So, uh, so Constitution saving throw, Janie. <laughs> Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Nineteen. Nineteen. Strax is thirteen, but come back to me. Thirteen, but come back to you. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. That's worth it. And don't forget, you have plus two. Unless yeah, that includes the plus two. Unfortunately, I rolled a freaking four. Oh. <laughs> um. You know what? Yeah, he's not going to pass out of some just a uh, little bit of hot weather, so he'll take the plus five. <laughs> okay, so it's eighteen. So yep. Okay, so going around again, Janie got. Fifteen. <laughs> Nineteen. Nineteen. Eighteen. Seventeen. Seventeen. So Janie suffers. In her defense, she waited until you were done with her, and then you came back to her unexpectedly. Of course. <laughs> you suffer one level of exhaustion. <laughs> it's just ability checks? It's ability checks, yeah. Disadvantage on ability checks. Okay. I didn't get this done until so there is another large chamber next to the one you are currently standing in. It looks to be hundreds of feet across with areas of lava scattered throughout the rocky floor. The entrance to the chamber is a 60-foot tall arch. Along the edge of the arch, the rock seems to be carved to resemble large square stones. That's what you see ahead of you. So the rocks were carved to look like rocks? No, like, like building stones, like building blocks. Oh, okay, so we just... It's like squares. It's, it's like everything in here is natural, but then there are these square... Like it, it, it's carved like, car- like to, to look like masonry stone arch, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do not have any proficiency in those kinds of to- masonry tools, so <laughs> I'm just going to be like, huh, and walk through the door. Okay. Perceptify the room. <laughs> Uh, you can make a perception check before you go in. Okay. Can I deceptify the room? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but I have a plus eight in deception. <laughs> uh, Sixteen. Sixteen? Arvin? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Okay. It doesn't really look all that much different than what you've seen in like the past 10, 15, 20 minutes of, of exploring. So... Uh, but, as you approach the arch, a face made from fire appears beneath it. You can make out eyes and a mouth uh, in the center of a swirling, ever-changing wall of fire. It takes up the entire archway, blocking your path. Uh, the face speaks, I am the Oracle of Fire. Why have you come here? Holy smokes! <laughs> 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 I'm Strax, owner of the uh, Hammered Unicorn Forge. How you doing? I came here looking for uh, some Myrmidons. You got any around here? Yes. Excellent. What do you offer? I got a handful of tiefling horns. So it it says uh, it says to you, I have existed for countless millennia. Over the years I have cast my awareness into the void, 
and gathered much information. If you would like to make an offering, I could share my knowledge with you or cast my awareness into the universe to attempt to gather information for you. Mm. Well, That's... for me, I just want to know what the closest location of Submarbid on so I get the of Submarbid on armor. What can I say? I I'm can a very probably, focused individual. Let me see. I can probably help you with that. Let me see what I got. If you make an adequate offering. But it is also giving you a chance to um, gain information. I know. I'm yeah. <laughs> thinking about how attached do you guys feel to the loot that we recently The gold. A thousand gold points. The loot? The instrument? The, the, no. <laughs> a thousand Hail. GP worth of gems. Do we have the think highest? that this guy is going to actually be interested in jewels? It's probably one of those things where it's more important what we give up rather than what he gains. I mean, you know, thousands of years old, he's probably got everything already. I'd be inclined to make a large offering for the sake of the ship that we are researching. Um, Well, that's up to you guys. Uh, Everybody make uh, make insight checks. Insight. Insight checks. Don't forget your passive. Yes, if you get less than your passive, just give me your passive. That was cocked. That's, yeah, that's not cocked. Uh, Janie, what'd you get? Passive. 16. 16. 26. 26. My passive, 13. 13. Passive wisdom perception. No, uh, this, is, this is insight. Passive is 17. 17. <laughs> 17? Okay. Um, so you got a 26, Kate? I did. Okay. So... You would probably guess that the offering would have to be something that would either be of a sentimental value or something worth worth a certain gold piece value. You're having a hard time putting your finger on what that might be. But you think it's probably one or the other. You also think maybe it could be like a magical item. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking about that. What I would give up in this situation. You, you don't get a sense from the creature that it has to be extremely exorbitant. Okay. But you don't exactly know the value. Okay. You're just trying to read. But a pile of gems, it, because those are individually not worth very much, you don't think that's necessary. Or we, I don't think that's necessarily what he's interested in. Maybe total. It's interested in. Uh, I, I don't know what you're saying, honey. I'm confused if if, the, if my insight is that a single object has to have the higher value, or if a bunch of smaller objects would worth like a pile of. You gems. you think whatever the value is that you are targeting, yeah. is just the value. Okay. Doesn't matter where it comes from or how many pieces, whether it's okay. one or a million. I do also worry that giving up the loot that we just got is not necessarily ours to speak for, because technically it's the crew's. Yeah, we got we got we got other things. That's not a problem. I have a sapphire bracelet. You also, you, I mean, the thought occurs to you that you could try to ask more questions to find out more information about the value of the offering. Okay. 
Except that um, is he gonna? Are we gonna have to pay for those answers? You don't think so. <laughs> I realize this, what, what is it that you would see? Certainly, there is some information that we can stand to gain. I will set the price based on what you ask. If we wanted to know something about finding the original ship known as the Spelljammer, what would the value be of such a question? Hmm. The Spelljammer. I do not believe that my powers would even be able to find such a vessel. I don't think that'll be a major problem. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Fair. I mean, this would be a rare case of justifi- a justifiable metagame. Why would I give you the astrolabe and make that a plot hook if you could just come to this guy and ask, where's the right. spell jammer? Yeah. I guess, what do we, what do we uh, Well... Is, do we need Tell us where the spell jammer is. Screw Chris's plot. No, I mean, so we have something that will help us find it. Maybe, maybe something. Maybe something. Yeah, maybe something about how do we gain entry to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean that's an important question. Yeah. So perhaps locating it, or, it is a poor question, but trying to glean more history or information about the ship itself, so that we know how to access it, know how to keep it safe or protect it from others. I'm sorry, Kate. What was the? Are you asking? Are you asking the oracle a question? Yes, I'm, I'm saying so. Perhaps the location is a poor question to ask. But if we wanted to glean more information about the ship, how to use its capabilities to to keep us safe? To uh, I think using it's not going to be a problem. No? I think our biggest problem is going to be getting on board once we find it. Accessing it. Yes. That's my purpose then. Perhaps an offering of a hundred gold pieces, hundred gold pieces, or something of equal value, something potentially of some sentimental value as well, can give you that information. Okay. Would um, learning about its history in more detail potentially be included in that, or would you ask more? You would be able to ask a single question with a single offering. And I would do my best to answer it. Okay. Hmm. As Kate tries her best to game the system. As she does. Uh, I'm trying As to she does. Out. Well, if we have multiple <laughs> questions, that's fine. Nope, we got one question. Yeah. Well, well, I'm going to be asking about yeah. Maybe we, if you, do you have anything in particular you're wanting to ask? Because we could probably also use some information on this metal tentacle guy that's coming after us that potentially Zaxos Zaxos exactly <laughs> exactly Zaxos exactly <laughs> my thoughts went to learning where your old mob boss still is after all this time but yes Zaxos is the more immediate threat for sure I'm, th- I'm second thinking my Myrmidon question. Yeah, I'm second thinking my. Well, you only get one question. Yeah. Well, you, well oh, per, no. per, per offering. Per offering. Oh, per offering. Oh, okay. Yes. You, you, you pose a question. He tries to give you some idea of what would be uh, a good offering. And then if you can come up with it, then he'll then yeah. do, the, do the best. Okay. In that case, I probably will go ahead and ask about Myrmidon. So probably be, be, be a cheap question. <laughs> okay. Will Earl ever marry me? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask the oracle that? Yeah. Um, 
the oracle says put him on the spot (laughs) (laughs) well no no I mean the, the oracle says I can try to guess at the future but more so I can see things that are happening now or in the past. <laughs> Do you want me to attempt to look into the future? Sure. That would be a challenge for me and would require a significant offering and sentimental or monetary value. Perhaps a magic item, perhaps a very valuable piece of jewelry, perhaps something of sentiment. Again, it's, it's somewhat vague. <laughs> I mean, probably not 50 gold, but probably not 1,000. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not to get you guys to spend too much money. But the Oracle's not going to say, 327 gold, please. Yep. <laughs> Cha-ching! That was 2250. <laughs> what about the sapphire bracelet I bought after I met Earl the first time? What is the value of the sapphire bracelet? It's 50 gold. 50 gold. Um, I am sorry, but I do not feel like that would be sufficient. Okay, I guess I'll wait. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Well, here's probably a quick one. How much for the nearest location of a Mermaid? I could simply create Mermaidons for you. Useful. How much for one? More to the point, I'm looking for their armor. For their armor. I could simply conjure the beings themselves. You'll have to get the armor in your own way. The old-fashioned way. <laughs> the old-fashioned. That's yeah. the way I like it anyway. Um, what would you, what would you offer for the chance to battle these creatures? Mm. His sister. No. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Uh, Are you offering? Make a make an insight check, John. Make a. I'll try to give you guys check. some kind of a guide if you ask a question and make an insight check. That's not too bad. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. So you're pretty sure that this would be very easy. It's not it's like looking creature. into the future. <laughs> okay. <laughs> If this is a fire creature that can create fire, fire creatures, creatures, probably so something just go poof. Probably, yeah, an offering is probably relatively small. Yeah. So, uh, so, so you make you make it an offering, and we'll see what it says. Oh, uh, gold is so cheap. Yeah, we got anything useful here? Ooh, my tinder box. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> seems appropriate. <laughs> I understand. Here, have my bond. I don't use it anymore. I got a staff of adder. <laughs> Black adder. <laughs> <laughs> Might be worth thirty gold to me if you want to. If just pop, just pop one in. I accept your offering. All right. Take a, what do you want me? Just put it in your mouth or something? <laughs> Simply throw it into the fire. Okay. Thirty gold into the fire. All right, so you throw it into the arch and it kind of hits the fire and then whoosh, kind of dissipates. Okay. Cool. And. Uh, you see, literally throwing money away. <laughs> you see on the, Worth. you see behind, um, the oracle, behind the fiery face. Mm-hmm. You see three mirabadons appear and the one behind it. Nice. And Again, they're just kind of like chilling there, you know, 
and like a video game when you see a monster that's the yeah, yeah, trigger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just kind of hanging Wait, out waiting there. for the uh, um, street the, fighter. The aggro trigger. Right, yeah. yeah. Just forever <laughs> in that gift loop. <laughs> yes, yes. Idle <Yeah>. animation. <laughs> Bobby uh, and weave it. All right. Bobby. Okay. So, say, so, so seeing the, the future is, is difficult and costs a lot of money or, or something of high value. Um, summoning fire creatures, not that much of a big deal for this thing. No. Okay. Um, does anybody else have so anything else they want to ask? Arvine takes 100 gold and tosses it into the fire and says, so, uh, what can you tell me? Well, ask the question first. Oh, I, I was, <clears throat> how do we access the spell jammer if we manage to Define access. Get on board, be able to uh, get to the controls. You know, I'm going to leave that question to you, Strax. What can you tell me about the history of the Spelljammer? The history of the Spelljammer. That's a very long history. You might be here a while. I, uh, <laughs> is that a... What, what is the value of such a uh, Make an inside check. passive inside of 16 and still higher. Of 16. Okay, it's not bad. Um, you're thinking probably something in the neighborhood of like 100 to 200 gold pieces. Okay. Again, or, or something of, of sentimental value or something possibly magical. Okay. Uh, but probably somewhere within the 1 to 200 gold piece range. Okay. Think. So she takes 150 gold mm-hmm. and tosses it into... Okay. It says, I accept your offering. The Spelljammer's history is difficult even for me to see, but it has existed since the beginning of time. I am not sure who created it or how it came into existence, but... It has the ability to move creatures from itself to other planetary bodies in an instant over somewhat of a short distance and then can take creatures from that distance and put them back onto its surface. Teleportation. Mm-hmm. Scotty. <laughs> It, it travels faster than any known spelljamming vessel that has ever existed or ever will exist, I would think. It has energy weapons, which are more powerful than any other vessel or any other source in the universe. And it can completely sustain a population the size of a small city with food and supplies of any kind. It seems to use magic to create these objects for whoever is in control, although many times there are multiple factions that will try to fight for control. And you can also find the remnants of many societies that have fought one another while trying to gain control. There are areas of the ship where you could find huge amounts of treasure and items 
left behind from massive battles that have taken place to control the Spelljammer. There is no way that I'm aware of to find where it is. So, so considering that you have the astrolabe, that speaks that that's what he what, what the oracle just said speaks to the significance of the power level of the astrolabe. Okay. Yes, it's the the artifact that you have is extremely powerful. Level ten power. All right, my question then. Next question. I kind of got two, but let's start with... Matisse puts up her hand. Oh, Matisse wants... Well, go ahead, Matisse. You can ask your question next. I had my turn. She says, Can you tell me if my past is yet again catching up with me? Make an insight check on the oracle. That's pretty Very good. good. Uh, let's see, so that's plus seven. So, uh, I can't math right now. Twenty-six. Thank you. Okay. Yes, you have a very interesting history. So. Do you have any sort of sentimental items? I'm asking as the DM, do you have any sentimental items, um, regardless of, of gold piece value, anything that connects to your past at all? I'm trying to think. I'm going to say, even though I don't have it here, that she has a trinket that goes back to one of her past lives. Um, to to Alec, maybe? Mm. Okay. So, with your insight check, you feel that if you were to give up that trinket, that it would get you the information that you want. Okay. So she takes that item and throws it into the fire? Yeah. Okay. So, your former employer is aware of the life that you currently lead. And there is a bounty hunter that wears red armor that has tracked you to the rock. And you may expect a visit from this bounty hunter at some point in the future on behalf of Alex's old employer. as I expected. Is it, I'm taking this to somebody that we shouldn't welcome, but we should instead welcome. <laughs> yes, that is a correct uh, assumption. Of I like those kinds of welcomes. So we may want to, you know, make like we did to the last friend. Mm. Yes, Oh, I took care of the last one just fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, forewarned is forearmed. That's good to know. So, 
Anyway, back on the subject of our famous ship. Famous. 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 Back. famous. famous. <laughs> oh, we're back on that again. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the rapists. <laughs> That's therapists, Mr. Connery. I'm Strax Trebek. Poison Strax Connery. <laughs> I have a question. What is, what is your question? <clears throat> What's the connection between the Illifits, the Illifid Empire, and are they all in connection? Does that make any sense? That made no sense at all. No Here, we try all again. Embassy on the Rock, you mentioned? Um, just, just rephrase. <laughs> I'm talking about the tentacle guy. I just want to know more about the Illifid Empire. Well, the Illifid Empire? Who they are and how they developed and okay. what they're all about. Okay. Um, that information is available to me. Uh, make an insight check. Janie don't have no insight. She does. <laughs> <laughs> Passive make it better. Ooh, critical. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-three. She's focused like a laser on this. Okay. So. Well, the Elephant Empire did just kill our captain. Be, Jay's pretty. She, she's a bee. Fracking pissed about that. <laughs> um, okay, so it's specifically about the Elephant Empire, right? That's what you're asking. Okay. So you get a sense. I mean, you could again. You can give up something, something of cement, something of sentimental value, something that is magical that maybe might be like a common magic item, or maybe something of. Maybe like around a hundred gold piece value. Well, 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 one of those three things would probably be a sufficient offering. Well, her wand used to be her spell casting. Focus. Her focus. Her first spell. That would technically be sentimental, as that would have been her original spell casting focus. Sure. Sure. So would that be? You you feel like that would be sufficient? Yeah. Okay. So she casts her original wand into the fire. Okay. Um, and you just. Asking about information about the Illithid Empire. Yeah. Okay. The Illithid Empire is led by a creature named Zaxos. The Illithid Empire's goal is to try to spread itself across the galaxy, across the universe, to reach out as far as it possibly can and have ultimate dominion and rule over every planet every celestial body. Zaxos is cunning, but somewhat mad at the same time. Zaxos lost its tentacles in the front uh, during, during a battle and replaced them with mechanical tentacles instead. They are spreading out in all directions, including towards the Rock of Brawl. And just a point of note, the Oracle didn't... You didn't tell the Oracle that you were from the Rock. Okay. It's an Oracle. It knows. Yeah. <laughs> but it does specifically mention that. Um, the Illithid Empire is not connected with the Illithid Embassy on the rock. At least not yet. And 
the bounty hunter in the red armor is under the employ of Zaxos. Interesting. The Oath Empire has existed for the last five years and is growing in power and has many planets under its sway already. I suspect they will try to occupy where you all reside in their conquest of space. All right, so... Does Zaxos have any known weaknesses? Um, you, you think a second question would offer, would need a second offering. Okay. Do you want to ask that, though? Yes. Okay. Uh, is Kate writing furiously? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Kate, Kate, that's Kate the most information we've gotten on the old Fit Empire at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, that information is within my vision. Uh, make an insight check again. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Um, you don't really get a sense that this is information that is very special or very unique. So you think a small offering, probably something much less than a hundred gold or something uh, of relatively low sentimental value. But you just have to give something for this. Not not a lot, but something. Throw a silver bangle in twenty-five gold. Okay. I accept that offering. (laughs) Zaxos has powerful psionic abilities and is somewhat physically weak. It is a flesh and blood creature that suffers damage from what would normally affect any flesh and blood creature. Attacking the mind would probably work out badly, but attacking the physical form would be what you would want to do if you were trying to destroy this creature. So... Does not have any particular defenses other than against mental attacks. Other than a whole freaking empire. So, easy enough to kill them if we can get within reach of them. All right. So hold on. So it's um, we should we should stop here because we need to stop for the night. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping my questions are quick because I'm gonna forget them by the next time if you do it. Uh, my question is, my questions are: Is anybody currently occupying uh, the start the Spelljammer, mm-hmm. and you know what dif- um, what difficulties would we encounter in trying to get? Control of vision. Those are the two questions I've had. So write those down. Write, write those down. Okay, so we're not we'll, start, we'll, okay. We'll, we'll start with those next time. Yeah. Okay. I mean, write those down, Scribe. <laughs> scribe. <laughs> uh, not that we don't have it on audio. <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, so, so you are all 11th level. Yay! Sweet! So, um, whatever resources that you are down right now, like, like if you get additional spells or whatever, you you can just add the additional spells to what to whatever you have right now left over. I um, think it, I just finally got all my um something 
cantrips just all went up. <laughs> yes, yes, I think they go up at 11. Uh, so, so why don't we go around and roll hit points, and then just, like, if you're down hit points right now, which I don't know if anybody is, but... Nobody's been, nobody was hitting that fight. No, he, mm-hmm. the, he kept the, trying to do things... He was casting spells, and the kid kept being counterspelled by Judy. <laughs> Why did you just roll an animal handling I, I apparently... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did you beyond tell you? all of us. <laughs> the whole party when somebody rolls something digitally. That, that's kind of, that's kind of neat. Kind of cool. <laughs> Although you can't do anything sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> Inside check. Would you roll that on? Slay the hand check. What? Wait, what? What are you trying to take from me? <laughs> All right, uh, Janie, Clash our Sorceress, why don't you roll your hit die? Uh, what do I take? D6. I'm like, what yeah. do I get again? And our house rules are that if you roll lower than the average, you take the average. Well, that's a one, so you take the average. Which is a four. Which is a four plus your con. I almost always have the average. Uh, Arvine? Why you hit die? Alright, Arvina's rolling for another level of rogues, so D8. Rogue's D8, okay. Uh, I rolled average, which is five. So five, okay. So five plus your con. Five plus con. Of course, well, it, if any of you have tough, you have tough, Jamie? your D8. The tough yes. feet? Okay. So you get, I think, another two hit points per level? Yep. Yep. Okay, Strax, Hobgoblin Artificer. Arvine, SMR Fighter. Oh. Maybe I should have used your dice. All right, so, uh, you, so you take the average because you're below five. the average. And then Matisse, Diva Paladin. Uh, so mine is a D10, it looks like. For Paladin, yeah, that sounds right. Ten. Ten. Nice. Nice, nice. So Good job. 12 total of the con, although you only add that rolled addition yeah, to your gonna add that, so character roll learning. Seven, I get eight. another third level spell slot <laughs> and a spell storing item, which I can't actually use until my next long rest. <laughs> so. Ooh, I get an ability score improvement. All right. So let's say good night to the listeners. Good night, listeners. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review anywhere this podcast can be found. Our social media links, plus additional content, can be found on our website at knightsofroleplay.com. Please tell your friends about Knights of Roleplay, and adventuring podcast, and spread the word through social media. Your help and support are greatly appreciated.